Hey there, how you doing, fella? How are you, boy? Oh! Ah, ah. Oh! Wah! Oh! Ouch! Oh! 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 oh. Mailman. A fragrance dogs really go for. By Calvin Klein. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. Hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. She. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Well, we got a whole long list of music people to go through, so let's don't dilly down. Let's get right to it. So. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. It was a brutal week. Uh, Johnny Nash. I can see all obstacles in my way. Not Johnny Cash. Love. Is a burning thing. Johnny Nash. This was his big it's hit. Johnny Nash has shuffled off bright, this mortal coil. He was 80 years old and uh, was a reggae uh, aficionado and artist, and this was his big hit. Nice, uh, appropriated for. I don't know, eyeglass commercials ever since, that, that song. Um, Mac Davis passed away. Girl, you're getting that look in your eyes. He, had, he had a lot of hits of his own, but he wrote... I forgot how much I liked his music until I heard he passed away. Then I'm like, everybody's playing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. Baby, baby, don't get looked on me. Well, well, he'll that he'll be looking I down, know. smiling now yeah. about that. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little late to the party, Mac. This was a big hit for Elvis, and Mac Davis wrote it. As the snow flies on a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. But a friend of mine noticed one time that. The, uh, there, there are other lyrics that fit into the musical scheme of this song in the ghetto. Including the lyrics to the Beverly Hillbillies. As the oil does rise Come listen to my story about a man named Jed He's a poor mountaineer, barely kept his family fed In the ghetto In the ghetto and his granny cried And then one day he was shooting for some food And up through the ground come a bubbling crude In the ghetto That's no derogation of Mac Davis uh, But it's just, just a coincidence He was 78 And then uh, of course the, the great Eddie Van Halen Who I think many Mag music magazines and uh, 
say was is the greatest guitarist, rock guitarist of all time. He checked out. He was 65. There's a big loss. And, uh, and finally, uh, Helen Reddy, who had a, a number of hits and then retired for a long time and then made a little bit of a comeback. I saw her when I was going to college. She came, that was a big deal concert because she was fresh off this hit I am woman. I am strong. I am invincible. I am woman. And of course, that became became uh, an unofficial feminist uh, rallying song too. Uh, way in front, she was Australian, but she was singing for really the whole world, and uh, it was a big it was a big hit for her. And I also want to mention um, a couple of because uh, I'm a baseball fan, a couple of icons. Uh, checked out the great Bob Gibson, a pitcher uh, for the Cardinals. Ninth inning, and the fans are on their feet in anticipation. Bob Gibson working on a no-hit, no-run game. Willie Scargill standing between Gibson and the no-hitter. A pitch, and he's done it, a no-hit, no-run game. Just an intimidating, scary guy to face at the plate, apparently. He always looked pissed off, and he, and he was. That's and, how a pitcher should be. Yeah. You shouldn't be up there smiling and winking at people. You should be. Unless you're trying to trick them. You yeah. Should, yeah, well, you could. You should be baring your Bob teeth. Bob Gibson threw 13 shutouts. Part of a season that ranks among the greatest any pitcher has ever had. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he was 84. Man, he was powerfully good. And then another great pitcher, Whitey Ford from the Yankees. Whitey Ford was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1974. Died at 91, which I think is notable, his age, 91, because mm -hmm. he was a contemporary of guys like Billy Martin and most notably Mickey Mantle, who mm -hmm. checked, checked out many years earlier because they were all heavy drinking buddies together. Oh, but, really? Uh, Whitey made a, may, might have lived to be 170 if he had not partaken <laughs> in some of that activity with his Still, that's pretty teammates. good. That's pretty good. good. 91's yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially if it's you're going back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was, too. Uh, but he was also a great pitcher for the Yankees. And so those are just some of the people that went bye-bye. Uh, but I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> and I, I, I was worried about you. I, I was all these people. I'm like, I better check on Pat. Yeah, I better yeah. make sure. He's well, there's people, uh, you know, friends of mine or acquaintances certainly that just seem to be checking out uh, quickly. Uh, I guess really? I'm get I'm guess I'm getting to be that age where it shouldn't be surprising, but it is, it is uh, d devastating. Uh, people yeah. that you've had a long association with and, and you worked can't with, go to, and you can't go to funerals or memorials right now. Yeah. it's very hard yeah. to 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 pay your respects. And I don't know what the alternative is. 
when you can't go to these things? What's yeah. what are you doing? Are you sending a card or what do you do? Well, I always do that. I'm, I'm as I've told you before, I'm kind of silly about cards. If a guy, uh, you know, buys me a candy bar, I'll send him a thank you card. Yeah, I know. You're very uh, good about but, that. But uh, I think my mom taught me that. <clears throat> I've told you this story before. My dear grandma on my mom's mother used to send uh, her grandsons, me and my brothers, uh, little Christmas cards every individual Christmas cards rather than just one family card. And she would always That's include... Nice. It was sweet. You know, she's... She was um, on very fixed income and all of that. She got a pension. I think her husband worked for the railroad, Union Pacific. Uh, this was kind of before Social Security was a thing, so that's what she lived on. So she didn't have a she didn't have a lot of money, mm -hmm. but of course a kid doesn't get that. And so right. and so uh, she would send. And, and I remember I had written her. My mom it was a big thing. You write thank you cards to your grandma, and tell her thank you for the card and for the money she enclosed inside. And so I I wrote a card dutifully and it said, Dear Grandma, I love you. Thank you for the card with only three dollars in it. <laughs> love Pat. <laughs> My mom intercepted that card before it was mailed out. Unfortunately. That's adorable. Yeah. That's adorable. It's a true story. So you're doing okay. Um, yeah. Speaking of money, we got yeah. uh, some thank yous to pass along to our yes, um, we do super wonderful uh, Peck uh, Pod listeners who donate to help keep us in coffee and vodka, which is the only two things that fuel this podcast. Um, so I want to say a big thank you to Tim Langston. Thank you for your contribution, yep. Clinton Horner, uh, Clenda Conkle. And Anton Staley and Lynn Johnston. That's, that's Anton. Thank you very much. Anton. Yes, or it's Tony. Not Anton. It's not Anton. No, Anton. <laughs> like like Scranton. No, Anton is a summertime activity <laughs> when you go outside on the sidewalk with a magnifying glass. <laughs> I know. I'm always mispronouncing things. Yeah. I remember how badly I would butcher every sports. Oh, I loved I it. Ever had? No, it was it. horribly unprofessional and stupid, and I. But half of it was I just didn't care. I just didn't care about well, it you, at Well, you all. never, you said, hey, I want to be a sports, I want to read the sports on the Pat Cashman show. You never said, that, that's what I want to do. I'm volunteering to do that. They just, they just made you do it. I know, and it made me mad. You well, read the news, you read the news, and then you were also obligated to, to read the sports report. Which I think the, the, that whole thing, you know, I've done the weather, for example, on TV yes. uh, on two different occasions. And I don't know that anything really about the weather. I boned up on it a bit when I was asked to do the weather. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just shows you anybody can step in and do anything <laughs> on right. TV they or radio care. or write they... about things you don't know yeah. about. I yeah. mean, or you can even have the highest office in the landing you don't have to know that much you don't have to know that. And you don't much. have to be qualified to do it no. so if they yeah, pick you you just do it yeah anything's possible mm -hmm. so but i thought you were hilarious and of course i've always i always remember the specific time when you were <laughs> reading a story about an nba player <laughs> I know uh, what you're gonna say. <laughs> and there's and and when players move from one position let's say a guy goes from 
playing forward to now he decides to go over and play point guard on a particular play. Right. Uh, that that person is called a swing man because he can swing from one position to the other. See, I didn't know that. I, nobody well, told who, me that. Yeah, well, they, they should have told you. So, but it, it wasn't, the, and so you, you called whoever it was, you called him a swingman, like it was his name. Like Ant. Mar- Marvin Swingman, yeah. <laughs> Not a swingman, a swingman. And I just loved that. I thought it was the best. call it a gentleman we call it a gentleman so i just yeah 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 Yeah. i didn't know i just did the best you did great and you know when you get right down to it who cares people just want to know the scores and that's true all of that sort of stuff so no you did a great you did a great job speaking of so what i you have to keep me up to date on what's happening with i don't know what's going on now wrestling basketball baseball uh, I know that we have to work around the Seahawks schedule when we do our podcast. Yes, we so do. Happening? So what's happening there? Well, as of uh, this podcast taping, the Seahawks are undefeated. I hope that will really? still still be the case by the time this wow. lands. But yeah, I mean uh, that's good. They're now, that they're harder? winning by the hair of their chinny chin chin all the time, and that drives me crazy. But that makes them highly entertaining as well. So, well, that's what I was going to ask. Is yeah. it is it harder to bear? The fact that they're on top and could tumble any second, or is it harder to bear if they're way down? At the bottom, which one of those is more difficult for you? That's easy! That's uh, so, so what, easy. What? Well, what? you don't you don't want to be on the bottom, no. Well, then, I know, but are you on tender hooks right now? Going, oh my god! I'd rather be on cool. tender hooks than you know going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, if you if a team was zero and four or zero and five right now, you might as well write your season off. It's not impossible to yeah. come barreling back, but you've uh, you've made but it very do they difficult. Really care? Because aren't they still making money? Even if you're the worst. Here's the deal. If you're the worst football player on the worst football team, you're still cashing a check. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Well, I've often thought that way. I mean, I think about these guys that are backup quarterbacks. Uh, who's? I can't even tell you who that is necessarily in most cases. In other words, he's a quarterback that will play only if your starting quarterback gets hurt and he's out. And then the, mm-hmm. then the backup guy comes. So chances are. So he often isn't doing a thing. He's, he's not doing a there. thing. He might go the whole yeah. season and not do a thing, but he could still be making well over a million bucks. That's an and awesome And I always thought, gig. that ain't such a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome Yeah, You got to go to practices and take a few snaps, I suppose, and stuff. But that's a pretty good deal. But, mm-hmm. but a, a true athlete, a competitor, does never thinks that way. They don't, yeah. they don't want to just cash a check. They're there because they want to win. Yeah, and, and so, their egos wrapped up in it. Oh yeah, stuff, oh yeah, so. and they they all have dreams of going to to glory in the Hall of Fame someday and all of that. So, yeah, I don't. I think it'd be the rare player who would say, "Oh yeah, I'm just doing this for the dough. I don't give a crap whether we win or lose." <laughs> I don't know that they would sound like that. No, but... unless they'd been hit really hard down in the breadbasket somewhere. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, so, so when does this all wrap up? When is this all done? Well, I guess you know. February. There are some games that have been postponed uh, because you know players and are 
testing positive for COVID and things. So the schedule is a little dicey, but so far it's progressing and, uh, and assuming there's not a huge outbreak, a huge uh, surge in COVID cases, which apparently there are as we record this, uh, they will make their way all the way to the Super Bowl, which will happen in early February. In so, February. Yeah. February. For a, is, uh, in, in the library. Yeah. We're um, in, um, it's October right now. Is baseball done? Did the World Series happen? No, it's still going. They're, they're in oh. the, they're doing are playoff the stuff right now. How are, the, how are the Seattle Mariners doing, Pat? They're great. They're great. <laughs> they um, are very comfortable. I don't believe you. <laughs> on their couch, watching okay. <laughs> all of these games and enjoying the heck out of them. Uh, you know what? I'll say this about the Mariners. Everybody thought they would be terrible this year. And and they weren't great. But they still, in their division of five teams, they finished right in the middle. You uh, know, that so you would They were think better that. than two teams with big, much larger pay, uh, payrolls than the Mariners have. So You would think that very um, sentiment would make them go, yeah, you all think we're going to suck. Well, we're going to show you. Well, they kind of did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, not, they they were enough, filled with apparently. players you've never heard of. I mean, especially you have <laughs> never heard of. But but I've never heard of, and I'm a and I'm a big fan. These are all youngsters on their way up, or we'll see. But so, okay. but baseball is still on. Talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Um, hockey's over with. I know you're a big hockey fan. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game. Or you should become yeah. one because uh, Seat Seattle's going to have an NHL team. That I do know, the Kraken. The, the, the Kraken. Kraken. See, yeah. if I was doing sports, I'd call them the Kra the Seattle yeah. Krakens. The octopi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of octopus. I cannot recommend, and I don't know if you've seen this or heard about it, but I think it's on Netflix. I'm Ooh, pretty yeah. sure I'm right about that. It's a documentary called My Octopus Teacher. And ah, it is... Sounds intriguing. I, you know, so there are some shows I like, that, that, but I can't say to somebody else, hey, you got to watch this. You'll love it. Because I don't know. Is it? Yeah. My tastes are, are different than, than yours or other people's. But this is universally... Wonderful. You, I promise you, you will love it. It's called My okay. Octopus Teacher. Okay, and thank you. I need something to pick up my spirit. I like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in a shade. Yeah, and it's not a long film. It's in summary, it's about a fellow who um, uh, basically uh, is searching for the meaning of life, I guess you might say, and he's He's had some difficulties uh, relating to people and his, his own life and his bewilderment of various things. And he is also a guy that likes to go skin diving. 
and and so he goes into these icy waters anyway I'll, i won't give you the whole thing but basically he forms a relationship which at some turns seems almost a little prurient with an octopus but it's really not it's really beautiful what's what's purient mean prurient i don't know what it means possibly uh fake crossing the line between Ooh. species of uh wait relationship is he kissing the octopus he loves this octopus and oh dear <laughs> but it's cool it's really cool you'll buy at first you'll kind of maybe raise an eyebrow and think oh this oh, guy's yeah. kind of a whack job but <laughs> but no okay. but no then you buy into it and you see and it's just the warmest sweetest relationship and uh, I'm, I'm afraid i'll tell you too much but okay don't tell believe me, me you're gonna love it it is okay it's one you'll want to watch again and again, and it'll raise your uh, optimism about life. And, and, and in that right. respect, it's it's a, a great movie for the right time. But wow. it's a it's a documentary, so it's it's uh, it's real. Good. And uh, the the footage is astounding, not just about octopus, but the incredible creatures that live um, in this world of ours. It's just yeah, amazing. I, it's mind blowing. A lot of people say an octopus is like an alien. But the strange thing is, as you get closer to them, you realize that we're very similar in a lot of ways. You're stepping into this completely different world. Such an incredible feeling. And you feel you're on the brink of something extraordinary. I'm fascinated with ocean documentaries, and uh, and I'm as you know, I'm I've always been fascinated by submarines that go to places we can't. You know, I just like uh, the abyss, and, and James Cameron, yeah. uh, his submersible down into the Marianas Trench. That stuff just scares me and fascinates me. It's it's so incredible seeing those things down there that live down there it's yeah so alien-like it's very cool i and, love ocean documentaries and you think you've got to go down uh, two miles to see all of these things but this guy in this documentary is basically swimming in rather shallow water the whole yeah, time exactly and uh, but the really stuff that he's stunning. finding is is amazing yeah. so my cool. octopus teacher got four stars uh, it's fantastic, fantastic. Pat Cashman says it's a must-see. It is. It is. I, I say that without qualification. I don't care who you are, you're going to love it. Um, we are just off the... Um, I don't want to talk too much about this because I, we don't like to date these podcasts too much, but we are just off a vice presidential debate. And the moment it happened, uh, as I was watching it, I said, this is all everybody's going to be talking about. Oh, super fat. Oh my God, look at his hair. He's so full of crap. He's attracting flies. I, God bless you, fly. I guess the plexiglass wasn't high enough. But listen, listen, all jokes aside, thoughts and prayers to that fly's family. It's got a quarantine for two weeks now. We gotta get that fly to Walter Reed. Then minutes later, they were talking about a very important issue, but I missed the whole thing because the fly was still on Mike Pence's head. Because that's how, that's who we are uh, in, yeah. 
in this world, if not this country in particular. And that was the debate between Vice President Pence and uh, Kamala Harris. And and there was a fly that landed on Pence's head. And uh, it made me realize that, you know something? Flies don't care. They don't care. They're gonna, they'd land on a bum. They'll r- land on a cow's rear end. Or they'll <laughs> land on the queen. They don't care. <laughs> flies don't care. And I and, and God love the flies. They, they bring everything down to fly level. And, and it was just funny to me. And I just started musing, what if, you know, George Washington, we don't know, we, Lincoln. Four score and seven years ago. Our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. Uh, Or more contemporary speakers like uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, for example. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Okay, changing gears, there are songs, because we play a lot of them on this podcast, but there are types of songs that I can't stand. I drunk me a mug of homemade grog. It got me sicker than a dog. Any song that, and it's usually a country guy, a country artist. And I've decided I hate songs, hayseed voice, and then tells some tale. Yeah. It's supposed to sound really witty because, well, now I'll tell you whatever. I was sitting down there on the porch one day, and then you put it to music, and it it always takes a predictable, and it's a weary performance device. Really? He lay face down on the desert sand, clutching a six-gun in his hand. Shot from behind, I thought he was dead, for under his heart was an ounce of lead. But a spark still burned, so I used my knife, and late that night, I saved the life of Ringo. Ringo, Ringo. To me, yeah, because it's like, oh, no, not this again. Songs like this. I knew someday I'd face the test, which one of us would be the best. And sure enough, the word came down that he was holed up in the town. I left the posse out in the street, and I went in alone to meet Ringo. I mean, to me, it's just like, well, that's just... That's kind of a cheap record, I guess. I mean, is that really entertaining? If if you did that in a British voice, same song. He lay face down in the desert sand, clutching a six-gun in his hand. Shot from behind, I thought he was dead. 
the land of his heart was an ounce of lead. Of course, that's just fancy lingo. How do you weigh a bullet stuck in Ringo? Now, I'm surprised. I, I'm so, I, I'm surprised to hear you say this. And the reason I'm very surprised is you've always been a, a fierce yeah, a fan of Red Sovine and Dave Dud. I mean, yeah. Red Sovine. Jeez, you just you love that crap. Yeah, and and Dave Dudley is yeah. kind of the same. Not he's not as much a storyteller. Red Sovine lays it on. Yeah, yeah. here's a quintessential Red Sovine. Uh -huh. I recall my first day of school and how much it hurt my dad to see me start off in patched up blue jeans. But dad. Today, that's the style. My boy won't go anywhere without his patched up jeans. They're old and faded, and they look like they've never been clean. And of course, we have long played, and you can hear it in our open, It's Lovin' Time. That's from a Red Sylvine song. Now, my dad was a man that knew his own mind. And I remember when he'd call us all together, and he'd say, family, it's lovin' time. So for me, Red, Red, you got You have to understand my my affection for these songs. I don't understand because now you're just beating them up, going, "I hate it." What I don't understand you right now. Well, those those up. particular artists, I I I would always ballyhoo with tongue in cheek because I did think it was so goofy. Uh, I but I yeah, uh, I mean, don't misunderstand me. I don't real. I don't look at them as. Stravinsky or the Beatles or something. <laughs> and it became a legend about me and the old pine tree. Now here's one I do like. I don't know why. It's just very catchy. It's done well. And it's a great story. And that's The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie, Charlie Daniels Band. That's a good, good story song. The devil went down to Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I'll tell you another good story song. Yeah. That's the one with Vicki Lawrence and... Oh, jeez. Um, oh, my God. You, I don't even want to talk to you. That's a good story. He's on his way home from Candletop. Been two weeks gone and he thought he'd stop at Webb's and have him a drink before he went home to her. Because there's a twist at the end. There's a twist at the end. How many songs do you know have a twist at the end? Well, they hung my brother before I could say the tracks he saw while on his way to Andy's house and back that night were mine. It only surprises you the first time you hear it. His cheap wife had never left town, and that's one body that'll never be found. See, little sister don't miss when she aims her gun. That's a night that the lights went out in Georgia. The twist is that you've named two songs in a row with Georgia in the title. But if you like twists so much... Well, I know that Chubby Checker has a twist from beginning to end. <laughs> That's a song. And here is the Chubby Checker twist ending. You're the one who brought this up, not me. Well, no, you, you're you changing it now. You're perverting it. I'm not. I'm telling you the ones that are good there. I Here's my problem with the Vicki Lawrence song. 
it was it was too big a hit for what it was it, it was like a number one song and they played the crap out of it and i said enough like a, already she made like a zillion dollars oh i know, that song. I know. And then, yeah. we are really nuts you know <laughs> One of these days, they're going to come over here and lock you up. Oh, lay off of me, will you? ain't playing with a full deck, Eunice. <laughs> I think somebody blew your pilot light out. Well, uh, Vicki Lawrence, there are a lot of lucky people in show business. She might be the luckiest to get oh. pulled into the Carol Burnett show. I mean, Do you uh, feel like she's not talented? Mm. Mm. Oh. Yeah, she's okay. I wouldn't. Yeah, no, you're right. I've I've often felt that it just it, it you know what life is so random. It just meant, it is. It, yeah. It's like where you are, who who, what circumstances, what roll of the dice. You never. I have a friend who who had a has a sister who was uh, got divorced. She was down and out. She went and worked in a liquor store. Went and worked in a liquor store. Is that the happy the ending? Liquor store. Oh. No, she's a liquor store clerk. She's doing liquor sales. And this guy comes in, yeah. and he's a regular. And he comes in, yeah. and he's buying all this high-end liquor right. and all this stuff. And sure. he's having a big party. And yeah. he's a big, important guy and has all this money. Well, they start hit, hitting it off. They end up getting married. This guy is a gazillionaire. So by the she just happened to work at a, If I'd worked at that liquor store, maybe I would be his wife right now. But no. <sighs> Whose wife am I right now? Nobody's. None. Zero. Just saying, it just, you never know, man. Roll of the dice. But see, I don't like, I, I don't, uh, I don't think you should be looking at it that way. What do you why, why aren't you the woman who walks into the liquor store and there's a guy behind the counter well, that's and you start other... hitting it off and it turns out you're the millionaire gazillionaire. Yeah. I would like that. Why too. don't you I'm be that saying. instead of looking for somebody else to save no, your no, bacon? No, I'm, no, I'm fine be with being that. I'm just telling you this is a real story. It doesn't matter if it's I mean, it's just, I just think it's just where yeah. you, you. Well, we all know people are, like that, you know. It's like, uh, oh we know people. I know people that have won the lottery. I mean, and I know a guy that was always scuffling for money. Always. Yeah. Always. And then, uh, you know, somebody dies and circumstances happen and his girlfriend wife and and all of a sudden they've got millions of dollars yeah all of a sudden i'm yeah. thinking and, and like and like you i think well boy that would be kind of nice wouldn't it yeah because uh, i mean money is not money kinda. is That'd be really nice money isn't isn't everything but it sure takes a load off you know it gives you options sure. it gives you peace Although... of mind Although there are um, stories out there about the, the the curse that comes with being a lottery winner, I think it's a fascinating story if you Google lottery winner curse, and you'll read all these stories about people who ended up getting robbed and beaten, and their families hated them, and everybody oh, yeah. started they just they lost their minds because everybody was had their hand out and and they blew all their money and uh, it's yeah. just yeah the yeah. curse it's, especially people who've never had money before uh and, and yeah. you're at a certain age and uh yeah it's uh it's well it's almost like well i can win That's the lottery i can win the lottery again if i do blow all this no problem. Yeah, yeah, I did it once. I could totally do yeah. it again. And that's why if I ever went, I'm not telling anybody. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling anybody. I'm not telling anybody I won. Now, if you have a well, Porsche that well, I'll be able. I house, will be able to tell. You, you would be able to tell? Oh, I could tell in a minute. You're, you'd get Wait. this. Uh, first of all, you'd get this highfalutin <laughs> attitude. 
Uh, I already have that. Yeah, but even be higher than that, and then and then you and then there would come a phone call that, uh, know you know, Pat, uh, you know, this uh, let, let's don't do this podcast anymore. I, I got. I got some other things going on right now, and I can't really say what it is, but my things have changed for me. And the, uh, I'm going in a different direction, and you're not going yep, with yep. me. And you're not going with me. I didn't want to bring this up, and you were so kind as to read off those wonderful people that contribute to our show. And and I've never we've never talked about this before. You know this, I know this, but uh, people often will stop me uh, on the street and say uh, uh, your podcast that you and Lisa Foster do, and I'll say yes. And they say, well, why? You guys, how long have you been doing it? And I said, well, we've well, I know, since the late fifties. <laughs> and they say, well, why don't you have any sponsors? I mean, why why the, is the only money that you get these? Uh, these ducats you get from uh, from the kindness of strangers. Why why not a regular advertiser or two? So I've never we've never talked about this before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it all out here now. We actually do have several advertisers. These are huge companies and big names, uh, but every one of them. Every one of I kind of wish I could say the names of these companies. They're they're household words. Everybody knows yeah. them. Okay. And they they're giving us. Let me put it this way: Last month on this podcast, we we received you and I. We split seven point three million dollars, just in advertising dollars that came in uh, yeah. from these. But here's the thing: Every one of them insists that we not say their name. <laughs> They say they I want to be a not anonymous. They want to be anonymous. I said, "Well, that's not how advertising works." I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I should read a commercial about you and say, "No, no, 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 no. Don't mention us. Do not mention. We'll give you the money to not mention us." And I go, "Okay, all right. If that's yeah. the way you want it, Mr. Gates. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, whoever. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, look, Mr. Bezos. Really, I could read. Oops, I slipped. <laughs> I yeah, slipped a little bit. Did. But the, yeah. but my point is that uh, yeah, we we're loaded. The show is yeah. loaded. Uh, yeah. With so so just because you don't hear. Yeah. Not not having doesn't mean it's not there. Having. <laughs> Having said that, uh, we would assume. still appreciate a, that if you wanted to send us a, a, yeah. a, some, uh, you know, support money, that would be fine. In fact, it, it would be huge, actually, in a, in a twisted sort of way. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't take this to mean that. You should oh stop God, no! Sending it. Oh God, no! Yeah. If yeah, that's what if that's what you thought I meant, ladies and gentlemen, oh, you I think are. That some people might think that's what you meant. Oh like, gosh, we don't uh, we don't want you to to contribute yeah. to the podcast anymore. You know what? I think I might edit all of this part out of the podcast. Not a bad idea. I can't believe you blabbed your big flapping lips about all that. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> oh man, what a, what a mistake that was. Yeah. That well, was I'm sorry. Mistake. I'm very sorry. That's all right. So I got to tell you something. I sent okay. you something in the mail. Speaking of this, oh, you what, did. Did you? I sent you something in the mail, and I went. So I went to the post office. Um, thank, I go. I go thank to the you, post. By the way, for sending that. Thank you very yeah. much. Just got it yesterday. I go to the post. I go to the post office. Um, the same one. When I'm sending things out, I send things to you frequently, and then you know, 
Christmas and birthday gifts, whatever. And there's all these, always this one really cranky, and I guess most post office people oh, are yeah. particularly cheaper. Our post office is full <laughs> of the, the sourest people really you've cranky, ever seen. Sour, oh my cranky God. people. And they are so tired of repeating this one thing. Do you have anything liquid, blow upable, cart cancer causing, or any live animals in your package? Just press yes or I mean, you know yeah. they say this yeah. over and over right. and over, and they're so tired of saying it. And I don't know why they have to say it because it's on the screen that you check the yes or the no. But I guess it's a law thing. But so I hand him the package that says Pat Cashman uh, in big letters. And your address, which I'll give out on the air now. Oh, no, maybe I shouldn't give it out. So I won't give it out. But he's That's like, right. I'll edit that out, too. He's really he's really cranky. And I'm always trying to, I mean, I just get it. I would just be super, I'm cranky anyway. If you put me behind that counter and I had to say that phrase all day long, I'd want to kill people. So he looks at the package and he's like, that'll be $10.95. I'm like, okay. And he goes, Pat Cashman? The Pat Cashman? Really? And I'm like, oh, people do this to me all the time. And then I go, yeah. He goes, oh, I used to listen to him all the time on the radio. I used to listen to him all the time on the radio. And I'm like, what was the name of the, what was the name of that uh, woman that was on with him? Exactly. Oh my god, or girl, I couldn't that listen. Woman or girl. I couldn't listen anymore. <laughs> she was just <laughs> awful. And uh, he goes, yeah. I go, and I, I had my sunglasses on and my mask on. That's the other thing. Not that anybody would recognize me from, from radio, but, you know, I had my, my mask on. I said, oh, I said, yeah, I, I, I used to, I work, worked with him. I'm Lisa Foster. He goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I used to also watch Pat on Almost Live all the time, <laughs> oh, too. And I'm like, God damn it. Damn it. Okay, fine. So anyway, I just wanted you to know. I go, well, I'll be sure to tell him. Bye. <laughs> And so anyway, now I'm telling now you. Now you're so. better. Well, thank you for Crank, that. Was nice. Cranky man. Yeah, I'm super well, I, cranky man. You know, I've always he a, loves you. I've always he appealed to you. cranky people. I don't know what it is. That was our yeah. big demo was cranky people. Uh, <laughs> bitter people, uh, uh, aggrieved people, big, yeah. big, uh, big number of fans in that camp. Mean, just plain, plain mean, mean people. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, cruel to animals. Uh, Oh, those kind no, of people. I mean, that. for yeah, some yeah. reason, and we never encouraged uh, that kind of cruelty, but they just loved our show. I don't know what it was. Yeah. 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 So, uh, one thing that is true is that, and I know you probably ran into this too, um, there's a, a, an acquaintance of ours, and people either know who it is or they don't, but he just uh, recently uh, was asked to step aside from his radio position, and he's been there for years yes. and years and years. And, yeah, and, uh, over uh, two, almost two decades. Yeah, well, three, I think approaching three, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's two different gigs, but anyway, the one gig was two decades. Yeah. The other one is, yeah, yeah three. Yeah. So, uh, and, of course, it made me kind of think back um, on the my own rather much shorter radio career and yours, uh, and the, the things that I, let, let me put it this way. You and I, when we were on the air, we were roughly on the air 10 years together yeah. with interruptions in between. And it all yeah. basically ended up in the early 2000s. Isn't that about right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it was, it was almost actually 12. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be 10. Something yeah, like 10. It did, it, yeah, yeah. It, did, it ended with blood and tears. It did. Alone and crying. 
But one thing we did not have to contend with was social media. Yes. We didn't have uh, oh my God, people watching yes. and listening to every word we said and getting ready to pounce. Um, and so I, I, I always thought back over the years, I thought, I bet there were a lot of things I said that were imprudent um, and, and stupid or insensitive, uh, but they weren't considered such maybe at the time we were on the air. Or I there was nobody know. there I, to call us out on it. it I don't think Unless so. they wrote a letter to the radio station or something like that. No, no, I disagree. I don't think that the... Well, the, I'm trying to be fair, but I, 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 no, I can't but, think but of any. You're you're comparing... Well, maybe you're not comparing, but what's, what happened recently, yeah. that was that was blatant hate. I, you are not a hateful... In fact, you got... You have an award for being the, the nicest guy on radio. I mean... You were clean. You were family friendly. Nice guys nice. finish last. You're a jackass off the air, but you were <laughs> adorable on well, the Well, that's really nice of you. Part of that is really nice of you. Sure. But I, so I disagree. And I've worked with a lot. You aren't the only person, you aren't the only uh, radio person I worked with. Yeah, I've I know. worked with, you're not my yeah, first. I really hurt you, my feelings when you worked with uh, other and people. And you weren't my last. Yeah. And I don't even want to, I can't even tell you some of the stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I can, but I won't tell you here. You know most of my stories. Yeah. Well, but, I just think so. I just think that when you are, and this person we're talking about has been very successful, yeah. had a long career. You're successful when you get good ratings in radio. That's how it works. Sure, of course. They don't care what you say. So my, they don't care what you say. Here's my thing. Here, First of all, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been stopped by people through the years who, who characterize me either as uh, an, a blatant, a progressive liberal uh, radical left guy or the the absolute opposite an ultra conservative uh, neo-nazi almost type I mean I've I've got on my desk in front of me right now invitations to uh, Republican um, conventions I got an invitation to two invitations to George W Bush's inauguration ball uh, there's really yeah, and I have no idea why they came to me but there huh. something somebody heard us say on the air uh, oh, must yeah. have said yeah, yeah. oh yeah cash well yeah let's send this to him um, yeah. so people it, basically what I'm saying is people hear what they want to hear uh, in uh, in in discourse I agree with you there in, I in agree life as you. well I, as the radio or TV yes I totally agree with you there and it's uh, everything is up for interpretation yeah. everything we've said on this episode some people are going to be pissed off some people are going to be delighted so I agree it's yeah that that whole thing about you know these uh, closet sponsors that we had that I talked about a moment ago yeah uh, yeah it's yeah. possible that will be taken seriously by somebody who doesn't understand. <laughs> That maybe know. that you know I'm just a goofball and I'm always having my, I think I'm always most kidding people around. Who are, yeah, but uh, they they know who you are. But but the, of course the type of radio we were talking about in the case of our acquaintance here is uh, much more political than we are. we were never a political show. Certainly yeah. we had opinions about uh, political things, but they rarely came out as part of our show because we thought that isn't really right. the kind of radio show yeah. we're doing. We, if they want we that, were... they can go somewhere mm -hmm. else. 
Yeah, we weren't pundits. We weren't weighing in on. I think I was more pun than dits on 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 things that were happening. <clears throat> serious news. Um, we I love that though, and people would tell me that I love that you guys. I can just tune in, and it's not all serious, and it's just light and fun and goofy, like you said, and sometimes just downright dumb. But I will. I, and, I it, and it would be satirical you. too, Lisa. We would. Right. We would I comment know. on political and news things, but I right. always do oh, it. Oh gosh, yes. I always yeah. do it with a parody commercial or something exactly. like that. Yeah. So yeah, when there were scandals, yeah. I, you always had such a great, great bits about whatever. I used to do this know. character, and I'll let you get back to what you're saying. But uh, I used to do this character you might remember called Bert Higgins, and he was yes. an. It was me being an old guy, and yeah. I would, uh, and I'd write all these jokes, many of them heavily political. Uh, but I would use that character to to say all of these things. And then I yeah. would interview him and say, oh, well, Mr. Higgins, you really shouldn't say that. I'm just saying that. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I was putting out some of the stuff I felt, but I would use this character to do it as if I was the neutral uh, interlocutor uh, questioning <laughs> right. him. But I, right. I wasn't taking yeah. the same brilliant. Thing. It worked it's out a okay. Brilliant, it's, it's a brilliant way. But to, that's about to, as far as we went with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it wasn't yeah. our job, but, I never felt. No, exactly. Exactly. Did, but I, I agree with you, though, with being, um, you know, we just started um, social, not even social media, but just even things like emails yeah, and internet. people yeah. being in. Uh, there was a chat room for uh, for the listeners of the show that were called the Pack Pat Pat Packers, mm-hmm. yeah. and and that was brand new to being connected on the internet. And but I agree with you. I would not want to be a public person right now with uh, the internet. No. I mean. I, I texted you back after you. I'm too. Shared that my news feelings with me. are too easily hurt. Oh, I know. <laughs> and and I said Twitter's just blowing up over this yeah. um, this scandal. Well, that's here what Twitter on does. Seattle radio. Of yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you can have. And Twitter. then I and then I had a couple martinis and I started getting into Twitter fights with people and it was awesome. So that's you shouldn't have a couple martinis and get on social media. That is a bad. That's not idea. enough martinis. No, yeah, I that's agree. That's your public service yeah. uh, announcement for the day. So um, anyway. We, as we wrap up, before I get to the joke, I wanted to read something that uh, somebody sent me. Um, we, as we were talking about um, wearing masks and, and COVID and all of this stuff mm-hmm. that we've been going through low now, uh, most of this year, 2020, it, it, yep. God knows what's coming next. But um, mm-hmm. and, and we were talking, to, I was talking to this fellow about masks and the wearing of them and how uh, really kind of easy it is and and why it has to be as so much of a of a, a camp issue you know I'm in this camp I don't believe we need to wear it it's a hoax and all this shit you've heard mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he know. said the other thing that gets me about masks and the whole COVID social distancing and at least semi-quarantining thing is people's lack of patience for the United States the Great Depression lasted 10 plus years World War II lasted nearly four years. The only advantages those times had over COVID is there was no social distancing or bans on partying or dining out. You could still do all that stuff. But most people didn't dine out in those days anyway. I think movies and TV shows have so accustomed people to fast solutions that they've come to think real life works the same way. 
That's a great point. I thought it was a great point, too. He That's said, a great there are point. no movies in which the entirety of World War One or Two is wrapped up in a single movie or even three hours. As far as I can tell, and, you, and he said, I'm more of a film buff than he is, but these fight an entire war in one film started with War of the Worlds. He said, I don't know how many movies like that have been made since. Mm-hmm. At any rate, uh, I thought it was a good yeah, point. Yeah, it's a great point. And, uh, and in, in my opinion, just wear a mask. I mean, I don't know why yeah. there should be another point of view. Uh, and people and I, need I to be reminded that, it's because you respect other people. It isn't about right. you keeping yourself from getting COVID. It's about you perhaps infecting someone else with it. That's the point. But of we it. didn't know. But we didn't know that earlier either. And I'm I'm reminded of some podcasts that we have out there from six five yeah. six months ago yeah. where I was poo pooing that. I'm like, well, I think only the people who are infected should be wearing a mask. I shouldn't. And now I know better. And that's what surprises me is we all have the same amount of information. I know better. How come other people don't know better? I don't know. Right. I don't get that. Life um, life is a, a constant learning thing. And mm-hmm. and when you have new information that uh, uh, supplants the information you had before yeah. or lack of it, uh, you should impl- implement it. Don't, yeah. You can't see, keep saying, well, you said 10, doc, Dr. Fauci <laughs> said 10 months ago that we didn't need to I wear that. Okay, mm-hmm. but things have changed. He's changed. Yeah. Go with, and, go and, with and the this latest is info. A brand new, this is a brand new novel yeah. uh, virus that we didn't have any information on. We're still learning about it. Yeah. Um, my favorite bumper sticker is science doesn't care what you believe. Yeah. I just yeah. I think that says it all. Yeah, it's science like uh, care yeah, what you believe. It, trying to anthropomorphize a, a virus is, yeah. is a fool's game. It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have the emotions you have of seeking vengeance or or listening to something sympathetic it it doesn't have yeah. that it doesn't care about that it's like that fly that was sitting on pence's head <laughs> yeah in fact they're probably so working before, in cahoots yeah before you get to the joke i this is there's no big long story here i just wanted to mention to you a statistic i found uh that online alcohol sales online alcohol sales have jumped nearly 500 percent during covid <laughs> hmm I just, I, 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 that's just probably a coincidence, don't you think? It, yeah. it might be. Just I a coincidence. Well, I think it's a combination of people not wanting to go out and go shopping, and then the fact that they're drinking three times as much. That all added up to 500%. So, <laughs> uh, Lord knows I am. Chug a lug, chug a lug. Make you want to holler, holly ho. Find your tummy, don't you know? Chug a lug, chug a lug, chug a lug, chug a well, I'm looking at this joke of the week, and I'm going to change it. I'm going to tell it. Uh, I think it, I can. I'm going to tell it what I hope would be better than as printed here, because the joke I have in front of me has to do with Ed Sullivan, who, which okay. is a very uh, antiquated now, reference, frankly. I think you've told the. I think you've told a joke with Ed Sullivan in it I before. I did. Can you remember? I it? think so. Well, I'm not telling um, this joke because I'm going to oh. change it. To the way I originally heard the joke, which I think is better than okay. using uh, someone of, of fame like Ed Sullivan. Okay. Okay? So, uh, here I go. I hope I can do this justice. And it's not a new joke. Forgive me if you've heard it, but I love this joke. Always have. <laughs> All right. There, um, back here, make 
sure I got that in my fact. Do you want us? Do you want to take a little coffee break and go practice it? Uh, no, I'll cut. I'll cut all this part out. Uh, let me think about this for a second here. <laughs> I think I can do. I can do this. Okay. I don't think you need to cut any of this out. I love hearing your brain sort of prep itself for this. Uh, it's fascinating. It does. I can actually can you, you hear, can hear it. I can noise. hear it clinking. Hmm. Yeah. Let me put my head up to the microphone and see if you actually can <laughs> hear it. There's what was that squeaky thing? Hey, I was always wondering this. Uh, speaking of flies again, remember? And I can't believe I haven't seen any memes of this. Remember the movie The Fly? Oh, there's tons of those memes of, with that. At the at kidding? the end of the fly. From like 1958, oh, the guy's going. Oh, the Vincent Price. The little guy's Vincent going. Price. Help yeah. me! But I, no, I've always wondered, I, are flies and ants and things, are they actually screaming and crying out? And we are just so big, we can't hear them? Maybe. You know, when you, I take I take bugs out of spider webs because I feel bad. If they're still alive, I'm like, let me, let me help you, dude. Because yeah. I think that movie made me hi- hypersensitive to that. Well, that was that was a, an aside that probably wasn't necessary. It's making this podcast longer than it needs to be. So let me get to the joke. Okay. I hope I do a good job with it. Uh, throw out a random name for me, just uh, not a, not a real name, just a made up name. A made up yeah, name, like of a, a guy, like, of a guy. Give me a guy like, name, like a first and a last yeah, name. Yeah, or? that'd be best. Yeah. Okay, so um, Peter. Peter Flipper. Peter Flipper? Okay, that's fine. No, that's good. Peter Flipper. Okay. So, there's this guy named Peter Flipper. (laughs) And uh, I'm sitting in a bar one time with a friend of mine, and my friend says, hey, you see that guy over there? I said, yeah. He said, you know what his name is? I said, no. His name is Peter Flipper. Peter Flipper? You mean like the the dolphin? Yeah, yeah, that's his last name, Peter Flipper. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I haven't been drinking yet either, which makes this even funnier. I said, he said, well, yeah, I, I see him over there. So what? He said, here's the thing about Peter Flipper. That guy, Peter Flipper, he knows everybody. I've never met anybody like him that uh, frankly knows everybody. You 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 think of anybody, he knows them. I said, I don't, I don't believe that. He knows literally everybody. There are billions of people on this planet. He can't know yeah. everybody. I said, right. You, know, you watch this. Peter! Peter! <laughs> Peter! Who are you looking for? No, no, not you. Flipper. Peter Flipper. Come on over here. Come here. Come here, Peter. Hi, guys. What's up? Peter, um, this is Pat Cashman. Um, yeah, I know. I know everybody. Well, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know, but I want, he doesn't believe that you really know everybody. Uh, so, Pat, you just named somebody, and uh, 
and and Peter will that will prove to you that he knows. Something, yeah. everything, you name it, anybody. Uh, I go. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, does Peter know? Uh, name somebody, Lisa. Does I, I have to do this again? Yeah. Um, I want you to participate. Like a real person. Yeah, a real person. Okay. Celebrity. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Uh, does Peter know Justin Bieber? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> you don't know Justin Gosh, I Bieber. I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so we all three get into a car, uh, and we drive to uh, Hollywood, where we uh, we somehow get the information where Justin Bieber lives and everything. And and so we get there, and we park in front of Justin Bieber's house. And Peter gets out of the car, and, and, and me and my friend, we stay in the car, and we're watching Peter. He goes up to the front door, knocks on the front door. Door swings open, and there's a butler standing there. And Peter says, yeah, it's, uh, my name's... Uh, oh, wait, he has this voice. Uh, yeah, my name's Peter, <laughs> Peter Flipper. I'm here to see Justin. I said, okay, please stand by, sir. I shall see you. Mr. Bieber is not otherwise occupied. Oh, Mr. Bieber? Yeah? There's a fellow here named... What was your name again, sir? Peter Flipper. <laughs> Peter Flipper! And all of a sudden, Bieber comes running to the door and he dives into Peter Flipper's arms. He says, oh my God, my friend, I love... how you been? Oh my God, it's so good to see you. And my friend and I sitting in the car, our jaws have dropped open because we can't believe it. He cannot possibly know Justin Bieber. And so uh, after that little, you know, friendship moment is over with, Peter gets back in the car with us, and I go, okay, all right, that could have been a setup. I'll bet you do not know the Pope, Pope Francis. There's no way. You, oh, I know him very well. I do. Oh, really? Okay, so we pony up. We get air travel to Rome. And all three of us fly to Vatican City. Okay? Okay. And so Peter, uh, you know, we're there at Vatican City, and Peter says, I'll be back in a minute. I'm going on up there. And so Peter disappears, and maybe, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes go by. All of a sudden, on that very famous balcony, where the Pope always walks out and waves to the crowd and blesses them, we see the Pope walk out, and Peter Flipper is standing next to the Pope. What? And that was astonishing enough. But then, what made me faint, Lisa, was as I'm standing there with my friend, looking up at Peter and the Pope, standing on the balcony, I hear a guy behind me say, Hey, uh, who is that uh, standing up there on the balcony with Peter Flipper? He came to the studio, sticks in hand, arriving to be the new drummer in the band. He said he came to have some bloody fun. Everybody said he was the funny one. But as soon as he slid behind the seat, he showed that no one had quite the beat of Ringo. And soon they were known across the land. They called the group the Beatles Band. John and Paul and George got all the press. But one guy always came out fourth best. Yes, the fans came out to scream and cheer, but one beetle always took up the rear. Ringo. 
now two are gone and Paul remains, and the love for him never wanes. He still makes hearts go all a-quiver, but what is the fourth guy? Chopped liver? Maybe someday fans will look anew, and maybe then they'll give their due. To Ringo! for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. <laughs> <laughs>